This is the Shape America podcast, hosted by Colin Brooks and Matt Pomeroy, making 50 million strong by 2029. Welcome to the Shape America podcast. I'm Matt Pomeroy. Colin Brooks. And Stephanie Sandino. Hey, happy summer, everybody. Yes, happy, happy summer, summer indeed. It's good we to do apologize. Uh, be in summer. Go ahead, Matt. Right, we do apologize if anyone's listening and they're not quite on summer vacation yet, but I'm sure it's coming soon, so... Yep. Let's say the majority of the peeps are, are on summer vacation, I think. Yeah, it's feeling good, right? Oh, it feels amazing. Um, literally, the day after or like the first day of vacation, it's like weight lifted off your shoulders. <laughs> and you're like automatically like in that zen moment somewhat. I mean, you know, you might have some presentations lined up here and there, but it just feels so much better. It's just good to unplug and relax, right? Yes. I totally agree. Um, although, I have to be honest, I'm not having that right now. I'm taking summer school. I'm taking stats. I know everyone out there that's listening right now is jealous. Uh, but You know it. Yeah, I just, just some of the formulas that I did today were just magical. So, But, uh, yeah, getting through that. And, but, yeah, I've, I've definitely had some, some summer enjoyment as well. So it's been awesome. So you guys heard it here first. So if you're struggling with any statistical problems or you need some math information, you know, this summer, like, you know, just connect with Colin, you know, like send him a box. He'll he'll figure it all out for you and you'll be good to go. So, oh, man. man I feel sorry for you if you choose to do that, whoever is out there. Don't do that. Do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's feeling good, like back on like a pretty normal running schedule and getting that daily grind in, you know, we got that walk with the dog and everything else and just kind of kicking back and finding more time to play with the kids and you know just kind of do those things too so thoroughly enjoying it still you know wisconsin is like one day summer one day spring or fall and you know another day summer again and <laughs> but uh yeah just thoroughly enjoying like you say uh just relaxing uh unwinding a little bit you know starting to recharge and uh, just go for it so Loving it. So we are officially just kind of reflecting on, you know, last year. And as we talked about, just kind of reflections of a school year. And we've reflected quite a bit this year, uh, just trying to kind of sum it all up a little bit, you know, this time of the year. And um, we tried to go just a little bit of a different format. So we kind of have like a a top three here. So uh, each one of us are just going to Uh, share some areas for improvement is how we're going to start so just you know some things after the year um, that we just thought you know what we can continue to improve on and you know continue to build you know that craft just to be a little more successful you know every year um, add another tool to uh, to that toolbox and um, again just to keep keep that improvement going keep that constant learning going so 
um, we are looking for some listener feedback as well. So uh, we're going to try to kind of offer our suggestions to our uh, to our hosts here and and just kind of help them out through those areas of improvement. So if you got any ideas, tweet at us. Let us know what's up, and you know we want to hear from you too because um, we know you've probably done some of these things, and and you know we know that you can help us out. And then we'll finish off with some successes, you know, just things that really went well this year. So I'm excited about it. A little different format and. Uh, kind of got top three in each area so looking forward to sharing yes i'm looking forward to the wisdom that you both bestow on me during this episode it should be should be great (laughs) i hope i have some wisdom for you colin i don't know (laughs) your stats class is taking way above and beyond my wisdom so hopefully there's some good stuff that we can share there yeah yeah we will try to bestow as much as we can that's right (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, who's going first? Ba-ba-dum-ba-dum. All right. I'll take it. Boom. I'll get us kicked off. All right. Let's do it. Boom. So we're going to try to go one at a time here, at least, so we can kind of focus on it a little bit and try not to talk about it too much, but, uh, you know, give whatever help we possibly can. So um, I guess first and foremost, uh, this is number three on my list. So just thinking that. You know, classroom management is just always, you know, something you can improve on. You know, like whether it's something small or, you know, something large, just, again, continue to just try to add a little stuff to it. And uh, not rolling out there saying like anything was horrible or really bad this year, but, you know, just always looking for that, you know, improvement in those areas. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like with me it comes like kind of transitioning from that content-based, you know, health to that skills-based health and it just adds different classroom management kind of kind of things that are out there and then uh, just trying to add some more consistency with you know some of the constant rules and expectations for PE and and those types of things and uh, so I mean I, I, I kind of think like that's that's really number one for me um, I did holding a book up <laughs> again, like like I kind of said, like it's that constant thing that I really want to improve on. So I uh, went out and got some positive behavior management and physical activity settings, and uh, so just kind of picked that up and glanced through the first chapter a little bit. I haven't sat down and like dug into it, but um, but yeah, I think uh, that's number three for me. So uh, any thoughts on classroom management for me? Well, I mean, like you said, it's always, I don't know if I'll ever get this down to a T. I don't know if I'll ever perfect it. Um, I might not because, or, you know, that might be unrealistic because you get a different group of kids every year. So you constantly have to be evolving and changing with them. Uh, So I feel like, you know, every year you just either dust off something that worked you know a few years back or something that worked last year or maybe just bring in something completely new uh i know for me this year i feel like that went a little bit better for me in regards to like my first year at middle school second year was a little bit smoother um really you know, got my relationships down with each of the students and my jobs slash roles did help me. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, Just assigning different roles to kids was a huge help for me, um, at least 
in what I could see this year with my students. And um, another book, I guess I'll throw in another book here, uh, that is normally good to brush up, you know, routines or, or just like, you know, your first few days of school is... I don't have it with me. I left it in my office or maybe in my car. I forget. But it's called The First Days of School, How to Be an Effective Teacher by uh, Harry Wong and Rosemary Wong, W-O-N-G. I feel like I got that one, and that was another one I was looking for, too. And I think that's at school, so that's yeah. something I'll bust out, too. It's, a, it's always good to flip. I, I mean, the times that I've flipped through it right before school starts, it, I've gotten, like, at least one nugget out of there. Um, so it's always good to kind of peruse through it before school starts uh, to get those routines and procedures and, you know, the first basically week of school uh, rolling for you. There you go. Thanks. Got a couple things down. Yeah. So that's good job, Seth. That's good. Good list you got going on. Um, classroom management. I definitely believe the classroom management is the most essential thing that we do because without it. Um, we can't teach, right? We can't teach to a high level. So I think that um, obviously, and Steph, you hit on this too, I mean the relationships, and I know, Matt, this is huge for you, is number one. And that takes time. You know what I mean? There's no, like, you can't develop that over a short period of time. Um, And I'm going to throw something that I've talked about before out here, but um, video is so powerful and um, using things like systematic observation will really really help to know where you are and where you want to be with some specific things and like you know from how much positive reinforcement am I giving on skill feedback right now how much um, you know how many times uh, are students uh, on task during this time you know and those types of things that really really helps it tells you you know kind of helps you establish a baseline and then kind of take off from there that's it's just, it's amazing how that works and you know ingraining just making yourself constantly talk is like this is something that like like this working with beginning teachers like I get to live like the steps that I had to take and see see myself through some of these students right now pre-service teachers but like seeing them um like not know what to say they like sit you know sometimes pre-service teachers will sit there silently and watch you know their students um just work like the whole time they don't know like what to say but it's like that learning to constantly fill the time with something valuable you know what i mean like you know some type of feedback so that's what i got for you good call right on well thanks yeah and i know um, I used to teach K3 and then 7-8. So as they kind of grew up, they kind of knew who I, you know, kn- knew who I was, had me, you know, as a, as a primary school teacher. And it's it's a little bit different now just being 7-8. Yeah. These, right these are some groups that I only knew maybe in kindergarten, first grade. And um, so it's not, not quite the same relationship just kind of coming into it. So I do know that that's pretty big. And then the, the families, um, you know, don't know me as well either, uh, just based upon that where – in the past, we've had those relationships already um, and, you know, could kind of continue on, which perfectly leads into number two. I'm looking to share more info with parents. And actually, this was my professional practice goal this year. And I I can't say I failed it, but I, I improved it. Uh, but I wanted to take a larger step. So I'm, I'm definitely taking some time this this summer to kind of get more things set up and ready for that, just to share that info with parents. So... I'm going to just add a couple of things that I'm thinking about doing, and then you guys just um, 
can kind of chime in if you'd like or, or let me know if you got something else but my main plan is coming up with like a class photographer um so having like one student out of every hour like you were talking about stephanie have a role so have my ipad just charged up and in a specific spot in the gym and you know their their goal is to at least snap you know multiple pictures at some point in time during a class period uh to show it off in the artistic way you know that they can show it off and uh, i might have them be like that social media specialist too so maybe have them post it on instagram and where it pops up to uh twitter our, our class account and facebook as well um but yeah i'm also looking to get like a writer like a student writer student journalist kind of blogging about um like classes as well um as much as i want to do that sometimes with limited amount of preps time prep time like that kind of falls off so i'm looking for like a national junior honor society student or multiple students just to kind of utilize some of their hours and, and things like that and maybe they'll just write about it from a student standpoint as well uh which i thought could kind of kind of be cool but uh and um and again, I, I got to figure out how to consistently do this, but I, I definitely want to start sending home like a health new, newsletter, at least before the unit starts and uh, some kind of a video P newsletter or some kind of a newsletter that way uh, for P more or less after the unit is finished. Um, and I might utilize the writer and the photographer to and send that out. But uh, but I'm trying to kind of crowdsource it, you know, with my students, too. Nice. Fire. <laughs> I love it. I love that idea. Um, I think it's genius um, to use your students. Um, I might even steal the idea of the photographer because um, that's actually one of my top three. <laughs> oh, there we go. Yeah, <laughs> Kind of close to it as far as um, I've already started developing the page where we have all of our units listed, which is going to change a little bit because we are... Um, separating grade levels and I'll talk about that a little later too um, but I think it's a I think it's a great idea to have those rules and the parent information blast out definitely hit up uh, Will Potter if you're yeah, thinking about yeah. doing the video newsletter he has some great ideas and just probably feedback for you uh, that's kind of where I got that idea from <laughs> watching the great Will Potter that's right. <laughs> so for me, I think the ideas that you have are great. I really like the idea of increasing pair communication. I think that's a really awesome way to kind of help them to buy in and, uh, you know, just get more parent participation, get, par- you know, more student buy-in too when that happens. Um, mm-hmm. I think posting on social media is great. Have you thought about using like Edmodo, Class Dojo? I think you had talked about, you know, maybe Class Dojo a while ago or what's the one? Um, I think we're going to add, I'm going to try to add Seesaw as a district, Seesaw. kind great. of a district thing. Because um, I did use it a couple years back and kind of want to get back on it. But you can message and, you know, yeah. you can, kids send some pretty cool things home. So. Yeah, that'd help with the uh, newsletter, the video newsletter, too. Yeah, I think so. Right. And, and, like, I think about, uh, I don't know if, if if that can come over text. I'm trying to think of that that uh, company that sends text to parents. You know, you can send... Remind 101. Yeah, Remind 101. I just know that parent, And I don't know if that's okay with your district. Those are all the things, all the logistics that go into that. With, like, Remind 101, I mean, who doesn't look at text messages on their phone? You know, right. you're texting, like, hey, here's what your students did in class or whatever. I think that that's, like, a huge one. You know, they're going to look at it and see it. And that's, 
parents, I mean, from at least at the elementary level, I remember how excited parents were to get those things like all the time. I know it's a little different at the secondary level, but I mean, still being able to see that or being able to, you know, communicate with your students and in, in, in a way that's appropriate and private too. I mean, to give them feedback all the time. So it's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to Good hearing call. how that goes. Thanks. And then, uh, yeah, I did try to remind one one and kind of got denied, uh, oh. which was kind of a bummer, but, um, it's got to be one of those district communication tools like you're talking about yeah. where they can, uh, you know, utilize open records, which totally understand. So, uh, yeah, hopefully uh, CSL will kind of work out. All right, last one. I'll kind of make it quick so we can keep getting through everybody here. Uh, my social media presence wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. So hopefully utilizing like the class photographer, writer, journalist, like that stuff will go out like through the class. Um, and then just continue with me, um, just kind of get back on, on Twitter and find different ways to post things and um, kind of fell a little bit behind on like what other teachers around the, the, the world were doing as well. So for me, just kind of uh, re-increasing and, and revitalizing uh, my social media aspect um, because it is an exhilarating process and, and it's cool having like, you know, just everyone on board with you and just kind of knowing what's going on and, and, and that professional learning network, you know, always there to support you. And um, so I'm ready to just rock it again. Yeah. And I mean, it's okay to fall off the grid i mean it just makes coming back that much more exciting and now you're going to be probably a little bit more ready and open for it again now that you've kind of you know lost your groove in it you're like okay i'm ready to come back and it'll be for the positive um or for your positive benefit so it's it's okay to take those lapses in social media (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See, I watch I watch Stephanie's amazing tweets, and I'm like, how can I match that? <laughs> like, how can I ever? <laughs> she's she's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. Don't you don't sleep is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally agree. You know, with some of that, Matt. Like, it's it, like uh, like using Twitter for professional purposes. You go through these cycles, and yeah. as you go through time, like. Uh, you know, at first you're super excited, and you like when someone like you get a notification, you're like, "Oh, my, this is the best day of my life." Um, and then like sometimes now when I see a notification, I'm like, "Oh no, I, I just want to like put it away." So I'm going through something similar for sure. But it's important to get on there. You know, I have a slightly different role now. Uh, you know, in higher ed, and but I'm still a physical educator and still want to be super involved um but yeah man i'll i'll join up with you on that one and um make sure (laughs) try to you know not just send stuff out but also engage with people i think that's a big one you know so yeah yeah exactly yeah well those are my top three so enough about me uh on to on to somebody else (laughs) it's a fantastic list thank you that's good all right I guess I'll go next. Um, mine are just considering where I'm at, or like one of them has to do with my teaching, and the other two are like a little bit more personal goals. Uh, so we'll start with the first one that is like based around my job and everything, and it is to continue to develop into a strong teacher educator. So, um, the reason I think they have this as a goal is like, so I'm, 
obviously taught elementary school for a long time, 10 years, right? And like, I'm so used to teaching to a five to 11 year old and like being like, hey, you know what? You're doing this so well. You're doing like, it's just over the top optimistic, like, you know, and the way that it's like, I obviously don't speak to adults that way, but just like (laughs) (laughs) trying to, to, um, you know, come like talking to millennials. You know what I mean? That's a whole like, 20 to you know 18 to 22 year olds they're completely different uh and just really focusing on what they need how to deliver their instruction and uh you know give them you know you know that critical feedback when they need it um but also just it's just going to take time and i need to continue to develop those skills like i'm not i'm not where i want to be i think i have the knowledge base which is you know which is great I'm really thankful for that now I want to just come up with like the, the actually like higher ed pedagogy type skills so that's that's a big one on my list for sure this year I hope to kind of continue to, to move move over into where um, I'm giving some really quality and good instruction uh, based upon that knowledge that I have nice. well I think I think, you know, again, you're probably harder on yourself, you know, than anyone else would be who would sit down in that classroom and watch you, you know, so I'm sure, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're just doing an amazing job. And I know there's always, uh, always room for improvement, but like, I think, you know, you just continue to be, be Colin Brooks and, you know, just be who you are and uh, probably, you know, like you say, it'll take you a couple of years just to completely find your, you know, your niche as to how you're going to deliver that technology, how you can make it more student-centered, you know, how you can just be really creative in how, like, they're developing, you know, throughout it, uh, throughout their experience as well. Um, so I know just being Colin Brooks is going to be, you know, just the biggest thing. And, uh, you know, like, like that, that'll be it. Like, those relationships will be built with them and, and you know, they're going to know that you're just that excellent teacher. So, uh and I think just tying back into what you said before, just continuing to, for you just to stay current on social media too with everyone who's practicing out in the field and, you know, keep, keep bringing those great ideas that you're, that you're seeing out there, like into, uh, into your classroom as well. Um, just so you continue to stay as current and, you know, they get to see all the great things going on. And I did see that through, throughout like the UNCO tweets. I don't know who's tweeting out through that account, but like there's a, you know, there's a lot of great things going on in Northern Colorado. Um, um, in that sport pedagogy department and, and, and all the Pete students. So, uh, it's cool stuff. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be along those same lines and just like, every one of us I mean it's all about those relationships you build with your students and you have a whole different uh, type of community that you need to build it within I mean we are obviously like you said you know some of us taught elementary school some of us are teaching middle school some of us are teaching high school and and you're teaching you know the after high school 18 to 22 plus year olds and I think what's what's really going to help you is your knowledge behind the tech and your knowledge behind the social media and you just need to use that and continue to build those relationships that's going to help you figure out what grabs them what moves them so that you can better your teaching and tailor it to them that way they can really grasp and soak in that information so um, it's it's just about that and I'm sure you're already doing that and you know, I know it's probably 
not easy to take that transition as it was for me these past couple of years. And, you know, I've heard it before just from, you know, my observations with my old professors that have brought in their classes and their stories that they're telling me. It's, it's a little bit harder for them as they tran- transition into that m- millennial stage. They've found it very difficult to deliver their lessons now as in comparison to when I was there and I was a student. Um, and I think the relationship piece is going to be huge and just trying to figure out what really like engages them. That's awesome. That's good advice. It is. It's all about the relationships, and obviously, you know, I I feel like I developed some of those good ones and have definitely room to grow and figure out exactly what they need. But I'll tell you a quick like analogy, and then I'll move on real quick. I was telling someone like, you know, like with professional development, you're like the cool uncle that shows up and plays with everyone, and everyone's all excited. <laughs> and then you leave, and the parents have to do. You know what I mean? Like. Every- so it's almost like i came into this being like hey you know i've got all these great ideas like i've had success doing professional development i'm like the cool uncle but then i go on there and it's like day 10 they're like you you know it's not cool anymore you know what i mean so it's just like (laughs) (laughs) so that was that was a that was it's a grind yeah yeah, it's a grind it's just like any class like you bring you like share something on social media and like people like that's totally awesome and then your kids in your class are like "Eh, we've seen this before (laughs) you know it's like the same type of thing so anyway so yeah that's kind of what it's like um so thanks for the advice on that my second uh, so this is moving more into like my more personal things I could do better. And these are more personal again, cause I'm a doc student and it's like, it's just a tra- whole crazy transition. Um, living in the moment. So like, you know, being a doctoral student is kind of like riding this roller coaster. Like you got some really good highs and then you got some low lows and it's like, it really can get into your head. Like, can I do this? Uh, I don't think I can do it today. Can you know? And then I'm I'm doing it. Things are going. Something happens. I'm like, yes, I can do this. This is great. Um, and a lot of that is not necessarily living in the in the moment that I'm living in. You know, not like trying to take all this in. Like having an opportunity to go to school um, on an assistantship, get my PhD. You know, that's that's pretty cool. There's not very many people that have that opportunity, uh, to do that. So just trying to live in the moment and take every day and every second, every minute, like as is, and try to focus on that. It was like right up Stephanie's alley. Yeah. I think everybody needs to do that. That should be just an automatic on everyone's list. Um, just because there's so much going on and I mean, this even goes into like our self-care podcast um that we did i mean it's it's everything and before we know it or before we blink it's just like gone and you're like whoa where'd the time go so uh, i definitely wholeheartedly believe in that goal and keeping that apart and alive in our lives as we live every day from day to day to minute to minute to hour to hour to everything. So yeah. good job. Thanks. I like that. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, it just comes down to just remembering how awesome things are, you know, and like yeah. even if even if it's tough, you know, like how much you're 
And I like you kind of have like both edges here because it's like you're teaching and yet you're that student as well, you know. So like you kind of go both ways and it's you're focused on this for a little while, the teaching side of things. And then it's like, boom, like now you're the researcher and now you're, you know, reading these things. But, um, you know, you're going to you are going to be doing a lot of amazing things and, and you are um, and you're helping a lot of students out and you're going to help. Uh, and they're going to help a lot of students out, which is, you know, why you kind of got into that as well. So just uh, just remembering how everything that you're doing is is really helping, like the big picture. So um, but, yeah, I think it's kind of a tough one. It's like my only other suggestion is just constantly like to stand on top of things like with to do lists mm-hmm. and, and just everything else, you know. So uh, so you're just. Like extremely app. organized yeah yeah you know you're just extremely organized so when you really have those times to kick back and relax and be with your family like you know you can feel comfortable that like the work that you have done is done and you can kind of just play and relax i guess that's that's the best i got that's yeah. a tough one <laughs> i mean I, we all struggle with it you know for sure yeah i think everyone does um and i guess when you leave your job and like now that, you know, and I had success in my job and now I'm a teaching assistant, you know, and like you're back in school, like it's just a little bit more, I feel more vulnerable, you know what I mean? Because I don't have like, I don't, I'm not where I'm going to be yet, you know what I mean? So it just makes you a little bit more vulnerable maybe too, because I haven't, you know, I've been there and I've had a professional job for 10 years. And so, but yeah, I mean, it's all about just what you both said, just taking care of yourself and just taking a deep breath and realizing it's all right. And looking at that end goal, but realizing too, just to take, you know, take on, look at those small victories and just enjoy them minute by minute. So thanks. All right. My third one, I'll try to move fast, um, is to exercise more. So at the, like the first term of P, uh, my PhD, like I exercised six times, I think like little, and that's like terrible for, for anybody, but me, like, <laughs> like, there's been points in my life where I've like worked out 11 times a week, you know, that's been like the normal, you know, when I'm doing like Ironman training and like those are times like I've been super successful because you have to stay on the ball and stuff, but just like so much stress building up being like, I just don't have time. Just like all those things that we spend our whole lives telling people like, you know, when you feel stressed, this is what you got to do. And there I was like not even listening to my, to my own words of advice by any means. So, um, I've got myself now, like, as we've talked about before on the self care podcast, like, you know, I'm, I'm joined a CrossFit box, CrossFit, uh, place. And, you know, I'm up to like good week. I'm like there four times a week, which is good. Uh, three to four times a week. Uh, I want to, you know, I'm going for five, Five to six times. I just need it. I mean, I desperately need it as much as possible. So that's that's my last one there. Yeah, I mean, that's a struggle for everybody. I mean, again, it's it's constant. And there's those times where you've got more time and, you know, it's a whole lot easy. And, um, like, I think I remember towards the end of the year, it's like, you know, I just need to get this stuff done. And, honestly, self-care for me at that point in time was getting stuff done and understanding, like, Hey, it's okay, you know, but I think as you get into year two, I think you've got that drive and determination to want it. And I think, you know, I guess my best piece of advice is, and I think I said it on one of our self-care podcasts, but if you can work in that that 30-minute workout, that 45-minute workout, 
and then get stuff done after it, you're going to be much more successful. Like, you know, getting that stuff done and, um, and just being able to focus on that task. And sometimes it's hard to pull yourself away for the, you know, that 45 minutes, mm-hmm. but if you can do it, I think it's only going to make, uh, make it better anyways. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and, and you have those cycles throughout the year where like, like Matt said, towards the end of the year, it's the hardest because things just come flying in your way and you have to deal with so many things. And I know for me, I was rearranging my my workout schedule like crazy because I, I needed to get those things done, as he said. And um, even if it meant shortening it, even if it meant moving it to, you know, um, a weekend or even if it meant I had to do you know three back-to-back tough workouts um, uh, it's just it's just one of those things where you just try and accommodate with your schedule and um, even picking up like small things like a workout app and getting a real quick workout in um, if you can't get to your box, if you can't get to your gym um, just picking something else up uh, whether you know you go out for a bike ride real quick or you know take your dog out to a walk or put on a yoga app or a hit app there's plenty of those out there something that'll get you going real quick um and you can get back to what you need to do um after that so it's it's just trying to work it and mold your schedule and you know evolve it so that you can get those workouts in because you're right we need them yeah. <laughs> we really do yeah. It's what keeps us going. Yeah, it does keep us going. And that's the way that, you know, you're wired, I'm wired, you know, all three of us are wired. And, and just in general, people need good health and uh, obviously and to be physically active. So I think that that's great advice and thinking about just making it happen. If it's 20 minutes, then so be it, you know, if it's just get it done. So thanks. Steph, I think it's your turn. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You guys. This is great lists. I'm going to try and keep up here. Um, all right. So my <clears throat> number three, and this kind of goes along with Matt's, um, you know, uh, posting on social media or whatnot. Well, we have a website that I made and I've been, you know, progressing and evolving it for the past two years that I've been there. Um, and the most recent addition has been the page where it has all of our units and, my colleague's really good with GoPro and GoPro splices and um, making it, you know, quick, short movies. We definitely, we have a couple up already. We have three, three or four videos um, where we upload as much media, whether it's a quick video, um, a couple of pictures. Um, and now that Matt said kind of like a blogging style, that kind of gave me an idea to maybe even have students write a short paragraph describing what's going on in the unit and their thoughts about it uh, would definitely be added in there. Um, so really picking that up as well as making our, uh, my medical slash makeup assignments a little bit more online. A lot of times my medical assignments just pile up to these huge masses and it's it's really hard because kids get hurt and you're just trying to you know, have them make up the points some way, somehow. Um, So I'm trying to make it a little bit more efficient for myself and a little bit more efficient for them 
to make those assignments up and I was hoping and creating, you know, different forms that I can upload onto the website that they can go to quickly um, and even do it on the spot when they're in class, you know, if it means scanning a QR code that's going to take them to the form they quick, they fill it out quickly for the day so they can get their points back. Um, and, you know, throwing that parent information to see so that they can see what's going on with PE, you know, taking advantage of those little videos and those medias, they're going to dig that and just um, making the website a little bit more open to everyone. I feel like right now it's um, not that it's hidden or like an unknown thing, but I, we really do want to push it out so that it becomes a source for them that they can continuously look up just like they would with, you know, a math class web page. Um, making it kind of like that except PE because, you know, PE is important too. Um, and having anticipa anticipatory sets up there online. So making it a little bit more engaging with our website is definitely a plan. I'll even throw this in to make it a little bit different because this was kind of my, my third place tie. But um, using PBIS, which we're in our second year of rollout, to really um, change the culture and climate of our school and our students. I felt like that. Uh, that was that was weird to see this year. It was strange to see kind of a, a different vibe at the school. I feel like it could definitely be better in adding some social justice and social emotional learning to our curriculum and to PE is, is going to help us continue and improve PBS. I don't know how long it's going to stick there for. I don't know if, you know, it's going to go away in two years. We might just throw it out the window and pick something up. That tends to happen sometimes in school districts, uh, even though they've put so much time into something. Uh, it just It's just, hey, we're going to go a different direction now. So um, I think just continuing to do the best that we can to uh, have that strong positive climate and culture in our school yeah you know uh, some of the stuff that Matt had on you know is the same you have the same great ideas too Stephanie like I think when we talk about student blogging number one it's helping take some pressure off you because we all realize how important these things are but then um, taking a little bit of pressure so you know being a little bit more efficient but also like I think the a really great thing that it's doing is it's giving you know the ads to student voice and that's that's really what we're after you know after in our classes and it's trying to give you know more student independence more student voice what do the students think you know what's I think that that's a great resource and it's great for parents to see and I, I think they'll dig it for sure so I I think that that's awesome. I look forward to to seeing um, what you what you can have your students help you to create. You know, it's like one of those things we talk about all the time on this podcast too: is reaching out to others, not doing it by yourself, and not taking it. You know, not taking it on all by yourself, um, and and finding others to collaborate with. So, using your students as collaborators is great. And I think kind of jumping off that too, it's like if you're trying to make videos of the different units and you've got a student who's out, um, you know, if there's a, a iPad or device that they could use to take those pics and videos and yeah, it's great um, good job, Matt. And, and right and like have them, you know, kind of tie it to the standards or grade level outcomes, you know, that you're 
that you're trying to accomplish anyways. Um, utilize the, the medical, I, I guess you can't do makeup kind of stuff, but at least the medical side of things, you know, they can be that video producer um, of that unit. Because I know sometimes when they're hurt, they're hurt for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know sometimes they're hurt, they're hurt for two days, and that's kind of tough too. But uh, it could be just that, that thought process. Um, I love the idea of the website and again something that I want to work on and maybe just giving you one more thing to think about is whether they're out again um, you know maybe they could look up like YouTube videos as like extensions I remember when we started cross country skiing and some kids like I watched like a ton of YouTube videos on how to cross country ski and I was like oh there's videos out there on that that's right you know (laughs) and like so whether you're in a soccer unit, you know, and they find some juggling videos or some different tricks or, you know, things that then you could put on your website that, hey, we're in this unit, like this is how you could, um, you know, take it to the next level, you know, by doing this stuff. So um, that could be just a few other things. And I wanted to throw out like PBS wise, we use like lanyards and, you know, like we had like the little um, kind of open, uh, I guess, what do you call them? Kind of like a card holder. Mm-hmm. And then we made like different rewards. So if you saw, it was a pretty easy way of doing some PBIS stuff. But if we kind of did it with our seventh and eighth grade team, it was like, oh, you get to steal this teacher's seat, you know, or you could pick chewing gum at school or you could wear a hat or, um, so that was kind of like an easy way to like continue to reward kids too. Um, like I said, we did it kind of school wide. Um, you can kind of think of some other PE ways of doing it too, but they kind of dug the, the lanyards and, we probably had to give them out a little more frequently towards the end of the year, but, uh, you know, and just staying on yeah. it, but it was fun. I would just add nice. really quickly too, like potentially with the, with PBIS is adding in and it goes along with that like badging, you know, have some badging in there, digital badges of some kind, um, you know, where it's really create a, a simple system for students to self-regulate, you know, what they're earning, you know, and those badges can be focused on, you know, social emotional learning and so forth. So maybe perhaps that's another way that you could add in some of that. Yeah. I mean, right now we have our incentive tickets and I, I feel like it can always be improved. We can always be improving our incentives or the way we, give out the incentives as far as you know um maybe improving the ticket but uh we'll see how it grows we'll see how it progresses and hopefully you know we'll start seeing some changes changes don't hope uh, happen overnight so uh, it's it's gonna be it's gonna take a little bit and we just gotta be patient and stick with it and um just keep headstrong at it so Um, Moving on to my number two, Uh, setting myself up for uh, teaching separate grade levels is going to be something we're going to need to improve not only myself, but our department as a whole. So we were teaching mixed seventh and eighth grade classes. Now we're going to be changing to just seventh graders and just eighth grade classes. So uh, two of us are going to be taking the seventh graders on um, as sections for the day and then the other two will be taking on eighth graders um, as sections for the day and I mean we may have one eighth grade class thrown in there just because of class size wise and um, scheduling purposes but for 
the majority of the day I will be teaching seventh graders next year. So uh, really building our scope and sequence because right now it's seventh and eighth grade. So now we kind of need to pick it apart and see um, some of those modified games that we we're playing, maybe have those for the seventh grade year and then transition into either uh, the traditional game and maybe even adding some extra game uh, games or sports or activities that they didn't see seventh grade year so it's going to be that's one of the things I'm excited for the seventh and eighth graders aren't going to be playing the same sports that they've seen um, in the previous years which is uh, s at some point in time that does affect classroom management because you'll have some kids that'll get bored or didn't like the sport so they won't like it the next year um, and it creates some issues, so I'm excited to separate that, and it might alleviate some issues. Um, we might obviously see some different issues arise, but uh, really planning out our scope and sequence so that it progresses progresses in transitions from seventh to eighth grade year is going to be a big um, feat for us, and a big planning. Uh, a feat for our department so I'm excited about that it's clearly a good you know a good thing to have happening and I think it's good that you know they're split up and you can kind of focus on one grade level as well so I think hopefully you know you get a little bit of summertime to kind of plan that or um, get some time you know at a, d a decent chunk of time you know before the school year begins to really make sure you're good to go in all those areas and uh, I think you hit it I mean you got the right thoughts just thinking scope and sequence i mean that was initially what i had said and you know just making sure checking those grade level outcomes and um you know just kind of sticking with those and, and following some of their progressions uh you know you you said it too different activities like you know just keeping it maybe worldly you know just um you know those world games or whatever else and uh I'd, i'll just throw out that thought process of sport education seasons too if you end up doing the same thing in seventh grade and eighth grade you know could you could you make it more of a sport ed kind of a deal where the students are leaders and um you know give everyone different jobs and roles and and that kind of stuff to keep the interest there and uh have more you know leaders and helpers um kind of working kids through it uh instead of just being you know you the teacher Mm -hmm. yeah no that's some really good advice uh you know first of all obviously we always do our best to design backwardly. Uh, you know, we start with that scope and sequence, or we start with the standards, or the grade level outcomes, and that's kind of what helps us develop that scope. Um, I think that a really good idea is to think about what is the, you know, obviously the difference between the two, and sport education is a great way to do it. I totally agree. I mean, there's obviously more than one way to do it, but you get, it just, you know, becomes teacher-directed, teacher-centered to, you know, student-centered, and what a great tool for them to have um, in their toolkit as they go into high school. You know, our end goal is always to have students independent, um, to be physically active after school, and helping their learning to help others with that, too. So I think sport education is, like, such a awesome, awesome way to do that. So that's I just definitely piggyback on what Matt said. Yeah, that's a, it's a great idea, and it kind of goes into one of my successes this year, which is just trying something new. <laughs> um, spoiler alert, spoiler, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, I mean, 
it kind of fits in perfectly for that. Just trying to keep things, you know, different, spice it up, change it up, mix it up, and yeah. uh, and just try and try different ways to engage your students. So uh, I'm I'm excited about taking on this this new this new challenge and trying to figure it out and improve it and make it better so that we can have a better PE program. So it's for the best, I think. And I'm really excited that we are separating. Uh, My number one, I can never, I I still have a hard time with assessment, Um, trying to figure out how I'm going to assess a big class of students from 50 to 55 student class sizes, um, trying to uh, make it quick, uh, make it efficient, and um, trying to communicate those results to our parents, which I think, I hope I did a pretty good job because I was very intentional about it this year. Uh, So I, I talked about clickers uh, at some time during one of our podcasts this year. I did, did try, I did like it. Um, the only thing that I found difficult was keeping up with my class uh, my class switches. I had a lot of kids coming and going um, in my classroom, which made it hard to continue to update and try and get everybody with that same number. Um, they already have a class number. They already have a, um, a running tag number, which corresponds to our running days where it's like, like a race when you register you get your little chip they have that and they have a number to take care of so I felt like consistently changing their numbers with the plicker card was a little bit difficult I didn't want them to remember yet another number and then get them confused with their roll call number or their chip number it was just one of those things that I found difficult to keep up with so I am trying to always find new ways to assess my students um, I really I mean right now I do aside from the plickers I do a lot of small group work and I'm the one walking around and um, throwing out inquiry questions with them within their small group that's where I really get a lot of feedback right now um, with my students in regards to whatever it is that I'm asking them whether it's a defensive strategy, offensive strategy, um, how they can improve a skill or, you know, whatever it is we're working on. So um, assessment is something that I just can't get right (laughs) yet. I haven't figured out the whole big class size and how to work in my assessments um, efficiently without having a ton of paperwork you know, without having 50 different Chromebooks out there and possibly, you know, breaking them or whatnot, or, you know, maybe trying stations with a couple of Chromebooks. But then again, I do have that 50 to 55 class size with, you know, the changing out at the start of class, at the end of class, which leaves me with, you know, 30 to 35 minutes of class time. And then again, also adding in the, I'm trying to get them out there to, you know, move around, enjoy themselves, uh, and take something away from what it is that we're learning for that day. So it's big. I'm still working on it. Um, 
as I'm thinking of becoming nationally board certified, it's definitely something that I know I need to improve a little bit more before I start that process, I think, um, to make myself feel a little bit more comfortable with doing the national boards. So uh, it, it's a big one, and I need to focus on it continuously more and more. So speaking of national board certification, I had the same... Uh, thoughts that you did. I was really worried about the, ass- the assessment portion of national board certification, but I have to attest for it. Like, I don't, th- I don't think you have to do like this preliminary pre national board get ready for the assessment thing. You will experience the transition as you go through it. All the resources that are part of it um, will help you. So I'll give you my quick success story like as far as me being very concerned as you were put a lot of time into it and it was the only one that I got a perfect score on blew myself away it blew myself away Uh, and so just looking at everything they had putting so much time into it being concerned am I doing what I need to do assessments always been that way for me like it's hard we're talking 55 students like that's extremely hard um, to, to get right and you're not the only physical educator out there that feels like that burden of trying to figure out, the, you know, how to assess your students better. We, you know, we're not really set up for success, and we're not. No one's out there reinforcing us, so it's completely on our on our own. Like one thing that you might want to consider introducing this year is a little bit of student assessment. You know, um, just like what you're talking about with with stations again. Putting, making the course class more student-centered, putting a little bit more accountability on them. You know, even setting up video, BAM video delay, letting them assess themselves or letting, you know, a, a classmate give them feedback and then do it together. So that's one suggestion I have. I don't know if it's going to make your paperwork any better uh, through that process. Maybe it's like flicker magnets that they do after that. I, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I don't know. There, there's no easy fix to assessment. At least Plickers is close because it's the fastest right but there's still it's still not easy right yeah and again self-assessments are great i was kind of adding that in there too you know just for their thought process and again it could be that entrance ticket or their ticket to play um you know where they fill something out quick and i've done a couple words where they have multiple checks you know throughout the unit and they talk about like what have they done to get better towards each one of the grade level outcomes that we're working on so it's one assessment, but they could use it multiple times, um, you know, throughout the unit so they can kind of see their growth. And it's just a good reminder as to, all right, you know, these are the grade level outcomes and this is what I should be working on too. So like that one's been pretty successful t- for me. Again, saving time at the end of a unit, a good self-assessment um, on Google Forms is great, you know, just so they can give you that feedback to of where they thought they were and why they thought they were there. Um, Solo taxonomy is great, you know, just to use continuously throughout the unit. And again, it's got to be quick. So it's got to either be, again, that two minute ticket to play, like something along those lines where there's an instant activity ready for them, you know, once they're done writing down what they need to write down. Um, Or again, it's that exit ticket where everybody gets three minutes at the end of class, write down as much as you can. Um, I've kind of used it in both ways. And it's, It's nice that way because it's consistent. It's like every day, you know, you're kind of going through something. So, um, yeah, I've got a buddy that has, like, a binder rubric, like, of rubrics for everyone. 
and uh, they kind of look at the rubric as well and kind of circle where they're at at this point in time. Uh, with 55, that's probably a little tough, but uh, he even has like, uh, he even chats with them at the end of every unit and talks, you know, about how things were. <laughs> it's uh, crazy awesome. It's probably not perfect for, again, your situation, but uh, those are my best thoughts <laughs> as of right now. It's not easy. And pencil, paper, outside, and like all those other things, it's tough. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's, they're all things I've thought of. I just can't get the organization right as far as something that works, like you said, again, works well with that amount of kids outside. Um, you know, where are you going to put the papers if you are doing papers? Uh, how many pieces of technology are you going to have out there if you're implementing something technological whether it is a form um and then the clickers thing i man i was so close i thought i had it this year i was like this is going to be it this is it this is good it's a good idea it's solid um but you know i think i just need to stick with it i need to continue to try and try and try again you know just because it didn't work last year doesn't mean it's not going to work this year or you know make some tweaks changes here and there so i'm gonna you know continue to work at it the most important thing is that you continue trying you know and you keep adding it and you know that you know that you continue to to give it your best shot like it's it is like colin said it is a difficult task for you know physical educators to continue to assess but you know the fact that we're doing it and you're doing it to the best of your ability and you know you're trying different things like that's it like that's what we ask for you know that's huge but, yeah um, it's almost like one of those things too. you'll you'll hone it in and you'll find the right tool it, it, <laughs> it's almost like one of those things too if you think about it like putting in a little bit of time you know like as a beginning teacher like writing each lesson plan every week and then obviously we tweak them as we go along or come up with new ones but writing every one was so time consuming but like putting in time this year and next year's a little easier. Next year's a little easier, right? And you just you do the little tweaks once you got that strong foundation. You know, I think that's that's what it comes down to. But it's no easy task. So I'm look, looking forward to hearing how it goes. Yeah, keep trying. All right, let's talk successes, huh? We got yeah. That was a that was a great conversation. It was. So, um, and I think even all of our areas of improvement, there were many successes as well. Yeah. But uh, we'll try to roll over these quick um, because, you know, this really long run that you're on right now while you're listening to <laughs> us could almost be done. The house could be cleaned and everything else. So uh, we'll kind of just we'll just kind of give them a good shout out here and uh, good reflection on what happened. So one of the most exciting things that happened to me uh, kind of in the middle of the year a group of boys just kind of came up and said hey we really want to run a fuel up to play 60 program like one of my brothers was in it and you know did it like in the past and and so without any sort of encouragement by me ask anything like that like these seventh graders just said hey we want to take over and we want to do it and they did an unbelievably awesome job and it was just so cool so we decided on intramurals this year and we played a lunch recess and set up a basketball tournament and volleyball tournament but my favorite part was that it was all from them and it was like it was just what they wanted to do and they took it on without me ever even asking about it so i was i was proud of them and i think next year is going to even be a whole lot bigger so that was cool and uh i just i i'm i'm really proud of like the continual work on skills-based health and and having like 
more lessons and more things that are hands-on that they're making and creating and um, just those different types of things. So I'm happy with how that curriculum has continued to to change and develop. So uh, and along the same lines, like the sport ed seasons are always just such a big hit and um, always enjoyable. And it's and it's just so much fun to see uh, on the PE side. You know that leadership. Uh, and, and that buy-in and that excitement throughout those seasons. And uh, and in Wisconsin, with educator effectiveness, we always have to do, like, SLO, so student learning ob- uh, objectives, and we've got to have, like, a pre-test, mid-year, and a final, and, you know, formative checks along the way. And uh, so I've, I've got, like, a fitness knowledge assessment. And, um, again, trying to throw that out there because I'm not testing their level of fitness on this. I'm not you know, utilizing fitness gram tests and things like that. But we're, we're looking at the knowledge base behind how to stay fit and healthy for your life. And, uh, yeah, my students just ended up crushing it. So, um, way over what I, what I had expected and what we had hoped for, even after our mid-year, uh, kind of tweaks on all those, all those numbers. So happy to say that was a really good year in that regards. So, uh, it was a good finish. Good year. Congratulations. That's amazing. Thank you. And I mean, going on, by the way, if anybody hasn't checked out Matt's um, resources online, I know you have some sport ed stuff online. I was taking a look at your fitness one, which I totally want to do um, and take on. CrossFit, yeah. Mustang Fit, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. So if you're ever thinking about it, here's Matt's plug check out yeah. his site Matt, Matt's awesome. just shared just a few resources so not not very many no Matt's got them all over the place you definitely need to check out what he's done so awesome those are great goals but my, my other improvement over the summer is to continue to develop more <laughs> <laughs> to get out there but I got a few more nice. still but <laughs> nice. alright I'll go okay so here's my three improvements again mine's kind of a mixture of both um personal and school so the first thing I want to talk about is school went well academically and uh, my new like my new role uh, as a teaching assistant at the university getting in the classroom oh yeah um, you know and I know that I, I mentioned that I wanted to improve that I do I think it went pretty well though and yeah I got a four point this this year this for both uh, terms both terms <laughs> So I feel like academically, I don't know if I'm going to get that aid stats. Uh, so, but right now I'm sitting at a four point. I'm happy with that. Um, so the uh, second thing that uh, I was pretty happy about is just how um, I felt like I adapted to this new environment. It was not easy at first, you know, like going to walking a half marathon a day to sitting in a cubicle a lot of the day was like, yeah, that, that sounds terrible. But um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I got used to it and I figured out, you know, um, you know, what, you know, just exercising more. Like I said, I want to do more, but that was good. And just getting used to just a, taking on a different challenge for a little bit and um, really kind of valuing that. And uh, my third goal, which was the most important to me, was making sure that I put my family first. Um, and there was some weekends where, you know, I was had to be gone for a lot of the time but uh, I really fought for that and I continue to fight for that uh, and I'm happy uh, with where I'm at as far as that being a, a, the biggest priority to me so that went really well there we go 
Great successes. I'll give you a clap, clap, whoosh for that. Clap, <laughs> clap, whoosh. Um, no, that's great. And I'm, I'm glad that you found your transition to be a success. Because uh, I know that wasn't easy. And um, it can be a hardship sometimes. But I'm glad that you found success for that. So that's great. Thank Congratulations. you. Congratulations. And, and it's that reminder that, you know, success doesn't come easily. You know, it's it's something you do have to work out. You know, work at. You got to work it out, work through it, and um, and it's huge. I like that. That family's right up there on top. Yeah. Thanks. Good job. <laughs> it's not easy. Uh, it's it's not, not easy. There's many thoughts rolling through your head yeah, all the time. That's you know? right. Yeah, huge. Okay, my top three successes for the year. I'm gonna go with my crickets. Um, I'm always, some of you know this, but I'm always trying to bring in something new every year, whether it's a sport or a type of assessment or uh, the way I teach it. Uh, so I brought in cricket this year after kind of sitting on my cricket, cricket equipment for a couple of months, uh, just pondering, can I do this uh, cricket? Oh my gosh, how do you even do that? What is that? Uh, have this awesome equipment. I have to use it because it's too cool not to use it. Uh, so I, I jumped in uh, with both feet and really enjoyed my cricket uh, lessons that I had this year. I feel like my kids enjoyed it. They seemed to enjoy it at the end of the year. I had kids like, oh yeah, I remember when we did that. That was awesome. That was cool. Uh, it's It's different and it's challenging because you do have those students that you know, have that baseball mindset. So it's really hard to run with a bat. It's really hard to run just two bases. It's really hard to get that cricket swing down. So uh, they found some success and I thought it went well. And it goes along with, again, what I said before, trying something new. And I will continue to do this uh, for as long as I teach because I think it's important and it's a great way to uh, go into each year with excitement because you're going to bring something new in um, with, you know, obviously some anxiety because you don't know how it's going to go. It's new, but it was it was good. And I even felt comfortable enough to present it this year uh, a couple weekends ago. So uh, there nice. it is. Um, the second one, adding that social piece to my lessons, um, social emotional learning. Uh, it's... It's something that I don't see um, being done a lot in our PE program. Um, it's either left to, mm, it's gonna organically possibly happen, or right. it's just, um, oh yeah, they'll talk, you know, when they do X activity and we're all four sections together. But I think that when I put, the intention out there with my classes to make it a point uh, for them to engage socially no matter what skill level they were, no matter what color of skin they were, no matter where they came from, who they were. I really tried to make it a point that they are there to support each other, they're there to work together, and they're there to learn from each other. And um, I really liked what it what came about it, I specifically put more intention about it in my striking and fielding act, um, activities this year. So uh, I'm looking forward to put it in some more throughout the year. 
uh, next year and it's it's really I like what it brings out in the kids it's really interesting to see how it hap how it all happens how they engage with each other and um, what they can potentially learn from each other is amazing so uh, that was big for me this year and that kind of goes um, into the roles within class. I had some roles that I tried out this year, you know, whether that was stretch leading, whether you were a coach, whether you were, you know, the uh, morale improver, or, you know, you're the one that's like always positive. You're improving morale within, within your group. Um, uh, whether that was equipment manager, you know, making sure all the equipment was in, uh, I really liked uh, having students take on those roles. Some students need it more than others because they're, you know, always on and always trying to do, you know. Um, I feel like it just kind of focuses them. Uh, so the right. students that need it really benefit from it. So I'm looking to f further extend it next year um, and continue on with roles and making them, you know, a little bit more... Um, specific and uh, trying it in different ways. So those are my three big ones. That's quite a score, yeah. Stephanie. I, nice work. You know, I think <laughs> I, I, I do. I love that social piece. And I think it's something that you should write and blog about, uh, you know, somehow, some way. Because I think a lot of people do feel like it just happens in PE. But it doesn't happen properly, you know, without the, that without that instruction as well, too. So it's something that I could probably write as an area for uh, for improvement. So please write about it so I can yeah. learn some more and write about your roles while you're at it too, because <laughs> yeah, I love it. Social piece will contribute so much to your student success within all aspects of your class. So I look forward to yeah, blog about that. I want to read about it. So it'd be great. Yeah, it should be good. I mean. And there's not enough to it. Uh, there's not enough for every... I mean, what I'm trying to say is there's... In my department, it's just... It, it doesn't happen organically. I mean, it does, but it can be negative. And I've seen it happen before um, at my school. And I don't like what it has or what potential it has for students and the impact it can have on students. And with so much going around in the world today and... Um, you know, the difficulties and challenges that our kids are faced with, it's so important to provide that social atmosphere in our classes, a positive one, in fact. Uh, so uh, hopefully we can all, you know, continue on and trek on with our classes and uh, doing the best that we can do. Yes, definitely. Well, this is a great conversation. Well, you know, we had today. So hope everyone else out there enjoyed it as much as we as we hit the hour and ten minute mark. <laughs> it just just remember this isn't a one sided conversation here. So if you heard something or a way, you know, that you feel like you could help us, that's great. Uh we encourage you to put out a tweet. Um you know, one tweet can be about your areas of improvement. Tell us what your you know top three are. Tell us three of your successes as well. Maybe in another tweet if you don't have enough characters. But uh, we'd love to to definitely hear just about how your school year went and how your reflections were. And uh, we'd love to get like that organic conversation going on on Twitter as well. Like 
uh, everyone else helping each other out and sharing their successes and reflections. So um, thanks for tuning in. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Thanks everyone for tuning in and yeah, I look forward to hearing about um, some things you want to improve on and your successes as well and continuing this conversation via social media. Yeah. And don't forget to, you know, relax, take that time to yourself during the summer and, um, you know, reflect here and there, uh, which is going to pay big once you get towards the end of summer. (laughs) So uh, happy trails, everyone. Have a great summer and we hope to hear from you soon. All right. See See ya. Bye.